Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to be talking our top five draft day steals for 2020. Basically players that we think are going to be, you know, very fantasy relevant going in for this for for you this season that are kind of being ranked lower than we believe they should right now so we will go over all of our players here in just a second but Jeff I think I I feel like we absolutely have to before we get in our list we have to talk about Gronkowski Rob Gronkowski <laughs> gets traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers well I mean uh a big boy in the tight end world is back right I mean you have yep. to think that if he is healthy which he had a year off Um, He's going to be back with Brady. Everything really is pointing towards the, you know, he should be in line for a good fantasy productive year, right? I mean, at least that's where my mind is. I don't know where I would rank him right now, but just because of his name, he's in the top 10. And then if he looks halfway decent, he's in the top five. And then from there, it's completely, I mean, I probably wouldn't put him, you know, maybe some, you, you could get as high as three, I would say. Like right now, just by getting really psyched about it, I wouldn't put him there. But I mean, really, I, I wouldn't put him over Kittle. And I, yeah, you know, I mean, and obviously you wouldn't put him over Kelsey. Um, should he go over Ertz? Because Ertz and, and you know, how he's been kind of declining a little bit. I, I would probably put Ertz over him still. But yeah, he'd probably be ranking fourth for me if he if he's healthy. But um, I don't know. I, I love it for all size of this trade really I, I think that the Patriots got something out of it um you know obviously they'd probably rather have him they got something out of it the Bucks got a huge weapon um someone that's very likable too I mean who's not going to cheer for the for the Buccaneers next year you have Gronk you have Brady you have you have Mike Williams you have Godwin you have probably uh running Mike back Evans. they draft <laughs> yeah who did I say Mike Williams. <laughs> oh yeah, Mike Evans. Sorry, Mike Williams is on my uh, my mind. Um, yeah, so you have all these kind of lovable players, and and if they gel well, uh, this is gonna be really fun to watch. My fear is it's kind of like turning into a this is a super team, kind of like the Lakers right. when they had all these guys at the end of their career, right? You had like Nash and and Peyton and Malone, and and they're like, oh my god, it's gonna be awesome, and then they weren't that great. I'm I'm afraid it's gonna turn into the same thing. <laughs> well, so. I put Gronk. I did my initial ranks, and I actually put him in. I threw him in eighth already. So, but that's kind of where the cutoff is for me, because I put him ahead of like I actually put him ahead of Evan Ingram because Ingram, you know, is talented, but he is he he's had you know inconsistent. I would say over his career so far, and so he's ahead of Ingram and Higby and Cook and those guys. But he's then behind. It's obviously it's Kittle, Kelsey, like Ertz, Andrews, Hooper, Waller, Hunt, Henry, and then Gronk right now. I think that's a decent spot to slot him in. I can see anywhere from 8 to 12 right now, and then you wait and see. But, I mean, it's it's hard because with him, like our last our last time we have see, saw him, he wasn't the same. But, yeah, he has had a whole year off. Did Was that all he needed? Was just, you know, actually just rest for a full year. And maybe that's all he needed. And he's still only going to be – he's only going to turn 31 in May. He has more. He has more left in him, I think. And it's going to be, I mean, that's a good offense where he doesn't, he's not going to be force fed the ball. So he's just going to be able to, he's going to be, man, that team's going to have some like, and some red zone targets there. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's really what is going to help him. I, I like the fact that you can't just beat up on him like they were able to do at the end of the you know his career with the Patriots. Because, yep. I mean, really, he was the only big target left. You had a bunch of kind of like smaller slot wide receivers. You had maybe they try to, you know, give the uh, one over six foot wide receiver a look every once in a while. But with this one, I mean, who do you guard when you get within the 20, right? You'll have him, you'll have Evans, and you'll have Godwin. Not to mention, I mean, is O.J. Howard? That's interesting. Like, what's? I don't know what's going to happen to him, but if he's the tight end number two, I mean, dear God, I mean, how many athletic guys can you have trying to catch the ball in the red zone? It it would be a nightmare matchup. But also that goes in, how many touchdowns will you actually catch? Will that hurt his production? But in tight end, I don't worry about it all that much. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like one of O.J. Howard – or Cameron Brait has to be gone, you would think. But don't know what that who that's going to be. One of those two guys. I mean, shoot, I'd rather have him keep them, have a third tight end. <laughs> play play Gronk and have your five receiver set of like Gronk and or you know Evans, Godwin, Gronk and Howard and Brait. That would be interesting. That'd be tough to stop in the red zone. Yeah, it would be pretty amazing, actually. I mean, don't even line up, don't even put a running back in. Just, right. you know what I mean? Spread it out every single play. Be interesting, but we'll see how that pans out. But all right, let's get into our list here. Let's go five to one, Jeff. Let's start with your number five draft day steal for 2020. Yeah, so draft day steal. <laughs> um, this one's a <laughs> strange get. concept. Yeah, right. It is. So basically, what I'm going to do is talk about five different guys, or we will talk about five each that uh, could possibly have an impact this year. So you can't, you know, if you want to go deep, you can. But um, And then I'm kind of switching the order. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, who will be a bigger steal? So the further they go down, the further they go up on my list. So it's a yep. little strange, but at the same time. Yeah. So number five, uh, I'm actually going to start off with uh, T. Higgins. So more than likely, he'll probably go in the first round. Um, but I really, really like T Higgins. Actually, I think he is getting a little overlooked because this is a wide receiver heavy draft. There are a lot of talented guys, but this guy has the size. He has the height. He has the speed. And we all know that coming out of Clemson, I mean, they just create wide receivers, right? I mean, practically come wide receiver you because, uh, what in the past 10 years, they've off the top of my head, what Deandre Hopkins for sure. Sammy Watkins, um, Mike Williams, um, Martavius Bryant, if he could have got his stuff together. So all of these really talented wide receivers come out of there and they do pretty well as long as they don't have any off the field issues. So I really like T Higgins as my number five. You know, that's, he didn't make my list, but that's another, a lot of these, it makes it tough is where they go. Right. But you know, 100%. obviously, you know, and the guys at the top, like um, Judy and CD lamb, they, they change. They can get overhyped too in rugs. Like they can get overhyped based on if they go to a situation where, you know, they really uh just you know, there's some teams that they get drafted by, they're gonna go nuts. So, you know, Higgins, I think that's a that's a pretty solid pick there. So he's probably you know what he he's been ranked what in some mocks, he's going to the end of the first, I think. Yeah, I tell you the truth, this draft will be very strange. I did I mean I just heard a story about how um, one NFL team told uh, a reporter that that uh, this time around the analysts, if you will, are so far off because they haven't been able to 
see or meet or do a lot of these things. So I think you actually see a lot of people move up and down and a lot of people are going to get shuffled up, especially if you're going after a specific, uh, you know, if you need a wide receiver, right? Really, there's five different guys you could go with depending on where, which way you want to cut it, right? If you really want a speedy guy, you could go rugs. If you want, you know, T Higgins, lamb, uh, so it's going to be all over the place. So it's it's going to be kind of fun to watch for that reason because I don't think we have anything locked in besides maybe the top two players. Yeah, no, really. That's uh, that's about it, I think. Um, and I see, I say Judy and Lamb, they keep getting switched on who's they rank the highest to. Yeah, so. I'm hearing a lot of big things about Judy too. So People actually, you know, I'll start to get him in. I'll tell you my list. I actually I didn't know whether or not how I wanted to put these players on it. So. I did go five as like the guy who's the highest ranked and it is Jerry Judy. And I, I put him there because I honestly think he's, I think he's, I'm one of the, one of the lists I'm looking at, he's the second receiver going, but I just think this guy's, I think he's the real deal. And, and so this is where, so, you know, in a typical draft, I would say, the rookies, rookie running backs will go high, right? In a in a redraft. People fall in love with the rookie running backs, right? And I feel like the rookie receivers don't get as much love, do they? Well, not they, since the days of, you know, Mike Evans and, it's, and it's, that class, right? It's slowed down a bit, I feel like. And I do I just feel like he's not gonna he's still gonna be ranked low enough where he becomes a possible steal. If again, right situation. This is where it all, you know has to play out they have to be in the right situation but i think this guy's good enough where you know we've seen some good alabama receivers too so i think he's gonna be another one and i just i really like him i think he's um i I have him as my number one i think i just have him higher than cd lamb even though lamb goes higher than him and some i don't know what it is it's something about jerry judy i think that if, if shoot i don't know Let's see, the latest mock I had him, one of these mocks had him go into um, the 49ers. How about that one? That'd be interesting. He'd be become almost the number one right away, I feel like. Yeah, and I've seen some great. others others uh, going to the Jets. The Jets is the interesting one where I think he, again, I think he's the number one. I think in those situations, he's their number one guy. So, I don't know. I'm picking, I'm picking Jerry Judy over CeeDee Lamb. So, he actually did make my list at number five. All right, so let me see here. Where are you at, Jeff? Number five, four for you. Number four, and this is going to be a very talented draft, I think, both defensive and offensive. So it's very difficult to kind of tiptoe around the guys that you think are going to go really high because if they don't, this list kind of gets all derailed. But I think J.K. Dobbins comes in at number four for me, and I think he is being under like overlooked as well because there's a lot of top-end running backs. There's probably a good five that will have a legit shot at you know taking the starting role depending on where they land. Um, and I think he can do it all. I think he can catch the ball. I think he can run. I think he's – very, very quick, and we all know that he's fast. Um, OSU, obviously, you saw Zeke come out of there. I mean, it's a breeding ground for NFL talent. Um, so I, I really like J.K. Dobbins. I think that he is being a little bit overlooked. But, um, I mean, who knows? He could still go in the first round for all I know. But, anyway, he makes my list at number four. <laughs> he's my number four as well, actually. That's, um, and the reason I put him as my number four, he's – I think – because out of the top running backs, okay, so Jonathan Taylor, like DeAndre Swift, I feel like those guys are just going to be – people are going to fall in love with those guys, right? 
And they're most likely going to go to good running back situations if they're getting drafted that high. So they're going to be way up there. But I keep seeing Dobbins as my as the third running back, and he falls a little later. And I think the guy, I think he's he's I think he's right there with Swift and with Taylor. I mean, they're I mean, obviously they're all good running backs, but I think he's just as good. And I think I keep seeing him going later in these uh, in these drafts. So. I picked Dobbins too. I think he's going to, you know, here's the difference though, too. If he goes later in the draft though, but he falls to like the, the chiefs in the third, like we've talked, like that's changes everything. Then he becomes the highest drafted fantasy running back. Right. And this actually, this other mock I have. So I have, I see um, Taylor and Swift. They're going at the beginning of the second, right? Right at the beginning of the second. And then in this mock Dobbins goes in the third to the Rams. So. Oh, what a great spot to land! <laughs> yeah, how would how would that go? Oh man, that would be beautiful, right? So that'd be, and he he would probably get ranked up there, I think. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a few spots that if a running back goes there immediately, right? And it's pretty much every if if anyone is listening to where is Fournette gonna go? I mean, pretty much those are the landing spots, right? If you don't sign someone like yeah. Fournette, you have uh, the Rams, you have the Chiefs, you have. I feel like I'm missing one big one. Um, Rams, Chiefs. Oh, yeah. There is um Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bucks would be Bucks the other one, be. right? Yeah. So all three of those are just like prime time. And there's a bunch of other ones where they would have a little more competition. But those ones you walk in and you're the starter, guaranteed. And uh, that you know, so whichever one of those guys actually land there is going to be huge. No, definitely. All right, let's see here. That, that's number number four. I mean, yeah, yeah Dobbins. So, I think he's he's gonna be good. This actually leads perfectly into my number three, and yep. I know that he is already highly ranked, and that is Jonathan Taylor, but I really do feel oh, like yeah. he's that special of a player th- that yeah. I put him at number three. Because, first of all, I, you know, you get worried. You're like, did they run him into the ground a little bit? No, I mean, like, did they just give him too many carries in <laughs> in college? But the guy is not slowing down. I mean, in the combine, he... Oh my God! If I if I was unsure of his talent, he looked the part. I mean, he ran a four three nine, blazing fast at a guy that weighs. I mean, how much does this guy weigh? He weighs over two hundred, two hundred twenty six pounds. Oh my gosh! So he is just a. Fr- I mean, he really is the freak of of this draft. If you're looking at running backs, I know that there's a lot of good talent, but I feel like if it wasn't this draft, Jonathan Taylor would be looked at as like a. And he's not Saquon Barkley, but like those kinds, like guaranteed number one. But I think because the talent is so deep, it, you almost get lost in the shuffle and you're kind of wondering like, okay, are you a Melvin Gordon type? Because I know you're, you know, everyone's wondering who came out of that school? What were they able to do? You know, it was in the Big Ten. Is it just a grind them out kind of thing? I, I think Jonathan Taylor is for real. And even though he's going to get drafted that high, I put him at number three. Yeah, so he, he didn't make my list. I, I agree with you on all that. I just think... I the reason he didn't make it. I mean, this is this list is weird, so we can we can have any yeah, of our own. Yeah, hundred percent. So um, the only reason he didn't is my thoughts are I think he is I think he's going to go to a situation. I don't know what situation that is, but he's going to go to a, a running back needy situation because of how high he should be drafted, and because of that, he's going to be very highly ranked in 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 redraft. These these drafts people are going to go nuts for him. And he's like in an auction style. I, I guess I put everything back to auction a lot of times. And I'm thinking about how our auction is going to go in our league. And he's a guy who's going to go for way too much money of an auction. It's going to be just – he. It's you're going to draft him with auction money like you – you know, just like he um, already's done it every year. You know what I mean? That's my thought on it. 
And I just I see how that goes sometimes in those in those mock or those um those drafts and those like auction style. Maybe not so much in um regular snake draft though. Maybe it's not as you know exaggerated. I guess. But that's that's my reasoning for. It. I think he, he's a good player. He's I've I have a lot more confidence in some of these running backs this year. I think than than some of the back end ones last year. Like I was never on board with some of them. But oh yeah, yeah. Right. Let's see here. I got to find my list again. Oh shoot. I lost it. Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so this is, um, I don't know. I had to put this guy on here. Um, you'll, you'll know why in a second, Jeff. For some reason, I think this guy, this player did not live up to his potential in college, but I oh, think he's. Oh, God. Is he from Michigan? He's from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, Don, Donovan Peoples Jones. <laughs> so he, this is going to be. Again, it's a, it's a lot of it's a situational play. Like, where is he? If he goes to the right team, that's going to use him. I think I think he is extremely talented. You're on I, your own here. You're on your but own. Thing is, it just never. It never. I mean, you can agree with this. He was never used right. Right. I mean, I, I do agree with that. And he, he is physically. He's a you know. He's a very. He he looks the part when you're. I mean, he was a five. He was like a five. It was a five star receiver coming out of high school. This guy was supposed to be. You know, he was like the twelfth ranked, not receiver, twelfth ranked player in on rivals coming out of high school. You know, this guy was that good, and so his best year at Michigan was his sophomore year. We had forty-seven catches for six hundred twelve yards, eight touchdowns. It just didn't happen. I mean, and I guess I'll blame that on Shea Patterson at Michigan, and <laughs> and maybe Harbaugh. I don't know. I don't like to blame Harbaugh, but. Well, I, no, you're not that far off. I had to, I had to find yeah. out. So at, uh, I just looked it up really quick. This was off Athlon Sports, but he has ranked the tenth best wide receiver in this draft. So okay. it's not like yeah. he's out of nowhere, right? I mean, no, he's not. He's, he, I think he's a very good receiver. And again, it's gonna. It, he, I'm hoping he gets in the right situation. It's that's where all of a sudden he can become a steal. But I say he, I think he stays a steal even if the situation is really good because I don't see him getting overhyped at all. You know, he's well, just, I think he'd just be pretty level. I don't and know how he could get over. I don't think, so, he, I don't think it's possible. So, so I had what, to throw him on. <laughs> so in 2019, last year, he caught 34 balls for 438 yards and six touchdowns. So, yeah. you know, you're, it is going off of talent and hype, but um, it's, it's I, all, I think this guy, I think this guy really has the talent in them. We'll see if it just wasn't utilized correctly. So yes. that's and where I'm going to find out. The great thing is a team you know, they can actually draft him in a place that would make sense for them and then see if he does come along. So he will go to a spot and because he's going to be a little lower ranked, he might actually get drafted to a better team that might be able to utilize him better for, for his skill set at the moment. All right. So now we're getting into what our final two here. So this, I'm curious where you went with this, because this is where these are steals. So let's see, these might be our top steals. We'll see what we got here, Jeff. Number two. All right, and I will not be alone on this one. I believe he is going up the draft board quite a bit. But um, look, I'm falling for it. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm also looking at Chase Claypool here, the wide receiver Notre Dame guy. Um, Look, Notre Dame was an interesting team to watch because they were very, very good, and then injuries kind of got the best of them. But this guy, if you're just looking for a prototypical wide receiver – I can't even say that because he's just a freak. I mean, he really is. I mean, the comparison that I love the most, and this is absolutely true, since 2003 at least, I didn't go back past that, but um, 
the two things or the thing that he has most in common would be towards Kelvin Johnson with the fact that he is 6'4", 235 pounds and runs a sub 445. I mean, those numbers are scary high for at least the just athletically gifted. Um, And the wonderful part, too, is he's still not going to be ranked that high. So he could go to a good team. I mean, he could go to, say, Baltimore or something and all of a sudden they have uh, a, you know, a number one wide receiver that actually has like not just speed, but uh, you know, length as well. So Chase Claypool is just one of these interesting guys, even though he is not as prolific in the uh, you know, college game as a lot of the guys that would get drafted above him. We talked about CD lamb and Jerry Judy, all these guys, but he has got the NFL build and he showed out at, and uh, you know, at the combine. So I had to put him on here because I, I, I just think that if he gets in the right position, he could really make noise. In the last mock I was just looking at, again, they had him going, um, I think, in the maybe the end of the second, beginning of the third. I don't know exactly what that – pick 62 wow. to um, Green Bay. Oh, my God. So, that would be awesome. But, right. wow, he oh, wow, round two already. Yeah. That's how much – that I mean, he was ranked as the 22nd wide receiver last time I checked. So I don't know what he would be ranked now, but th- I mean, that shows you once again, this is scary too, because this shows how, how quickly people can rise up the ladder just with a good 40 time. Um, yep. So that is always the danger, but uh, everything is just pointing in the right direction just because of uh, he's such a freak of nature. So yeah, anyway, he's number two for me. All right. So my number two, I went with a running back here. And so I went with uh I could have picked a bunch of guys for this spot. I kind of had a, I had an idea of I needed a guy in this position, a running back. So I went with, I actually went with Cam Akers. So I went with him because I feel like he's going to be right now, like my fourth running back this, but this can go, you can go. I almost, I almost want to put like a multiple names on this. This can go one of many ways. It could go like Clyde Edwards, Hilaire from LSU, Zach Moss. There's a lot of guys that could take this spot. I think it's gonna be Akers though. And the reason this is why this guy is here is I feel like the fourth running back is going to go to a great situation. I just have a feeling it's going to be... So the first two guys are going to go early, Taylor Swift. They're going to go to different situations. Um, (laughs) Taylor Swift. (laughs) Wow, yeah, that works. (laughs) Taylor and Swift. And then you got got Dobbins. I think he's going to go a pretty good spot. But I feel like this fourth spot, I'm almost guaranteed, I feel like this running back is going to go to either the Chiefs or the Chargers. I I just feel like that's where they're going to go. And so I wanted to put whoever that running back is. And it, I'm hoping it's as long as it's not like Do, if it is Dobbins, Dobbins jumps. If it's not, he doesn't probably jump as high. But I think it's just going to be a great situation. So I put Cam Akers here. He's been a good. He's he's kind of inconsistent, I guess, in college. He he's he's extremely talented. He needs to be a little more consistent. He ran a four four eight forty. You know, he's um had you know a couple thousand yard seasons. Caught enough balls. I think he can do well. He's honestly, it's probably a toss up between about three, four of these guys though, but I put acres ahead of them. And I think it's just because of where they're going to go. I have a feeling this is going to be a good situation. So he falls at my number two. All right. So here we go. Number (laughs) one, number one. And I didn't go for a crazy pick. I just happened to really like this player. The more I looked into him, the more I understood why he was so successful in college. And I went for the national champion, Justin Jefferson. So wide receiver, 
Uh, yeah, he did have Burrow throwing to him. He had ridiculous numbers, you know, video game style. And I think people are going to actually hold that against him. And already, right? I mean, C.D. Lamb and, and Jerry Judy are going to be just above him, guaranteed. Even I don't even think it matters what team they really go to. I think people will always look at them just as a different tier. And I don't think it necessarily is that. I mean, I think Justin, Justin Jefferson showed out in every aspect that he possibly could have. And it's just a very heavy class. I think that he, because he's dropping a little bit, he I don't know where he's actually going to come off the board as far as wide receiver goes. I've seen him as low as eight. I think that's too low. And I've seen him as high as three after those two. So if he ends up as the fourth, fifth wide receiver taken, um, I'm, I'm taking all the way to the bank. I mean, the, the guy runs a, a near a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, he's got the size. I mean, the the numbers just to remind you of how well he did this past year. He had a hundred and eleven catches for fifteen hundred yards and eighteen touchdowns. I mean, ridiculous stats, right? And I, I know he was on a very good team, but this guy, it, it, I, I really do feel like just like uh, Jonathan Taylor. I think that he's already an NFL product. I think that he has good routes. I think he is incredibly smooth coming in and out of his breaks. I think that he can do things um, that other wide receivers, even in the NFL that have already been there a couple of years, they just don't have the grasp of. So I really love Justin Jefferson. Hey, the thing is with these wide receivers, I've seen them all over the board. I have no idea how the, any of this is going to play out, but he's, I, again, it's going to be situation for Jefferson. I think where he goes, if he gets in the right spot, he should, he could be very successful. So all right, Jeff, got my number one player here. So I'm happy you didn't put him on your list because I want to be able to be the one who claims him when he when he breaks out this year, okay? So okay. his name is Antonio Gibson from Memphis. He's a running back slash wide receiver, I guess. We don't really he doesn't really have a position, okay? That's pretty much it. He doesn't have a position. And he's got to play. He played he went to JUCO. He is uh 2018, he barely got a chance to play. He was behind, um, I believe, Daryl Henderson and Tony Pollard, who were at Memphis. So, you know, two pros, hard to get too much work. And then last year, Jeff, listen to some of these numbers from him, okay? So his receiving part of it, I don't don't know what, honestly, I don't know what position he's going to end up being, but his receiving part of this. So he only, okay, 38 catches. So the catches aren't like way out there, but he turned those 38 catches into 735 yards and eight touchdowns. I think that's pretty solid. And then his rushing only got 33 carries, okay? But his 33 carries, he turned those 33 carries into 369 yards. Think about that. 33 carries, 369 yards. That is 11.2 yards per carry. So um, he broke 16 tackles on those 33 carries. He broke 17 tackles on his 38 receptions. That's not bad either. I think... um, I, I, he needs to go. He needs to go way up the draft boards, Jeff. This guy's awesome. I love this player. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's amazing. I I I like where your head is at. I probably wouldn't put him number one, but I get I get why you did that. And I I like in my head the comparison immediately went to Elvin Kamara, right? Because only it's, because he has that athletic ability, and Elvin Kamara really didn't get a ton of work in college, but he, he still got way more than that. And so, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, so that's the scary part for me because I was like, when Ellen Kamara came out, people were like, well, he only got like a hundred attempts, you hey, know, the past two years, but 11.2 <laughs> yards per carry. 
I mean, okay, but he also went to Memphis. Hey, believe me, he is he is very fast. He's a very athletic guy. I the thing that worries me the most about it, and I I really love you pulling his name out here because I I still don't think the NFL is past sh- like shoehorning or pigeonholing people into a position. And I think when you don't have yeah. one position, they screw you over because they don't know how to use you. And Alvin Kamara is probably the best. Um, him and McCaffrey, right? Those They got it right with those two. That is what he needs to be. And you would have to be in the perfect situation in order for that to happen. I mean, we almost saw Lamar Jackson get dra- like drafted as a wide receiver. So, you know, NFL doesn't always get it right. So I, I like the pick, but it, it scares me to death because – We've seen this go badly multiple times. <laughs> the only thing, the thing I like about this more is like you think of these other kind of guys. Um, a lot of them end up being smaller. You know, Gibson's he's not that small. He's right yeah. around six foot. You know, he's what he's or six, he's like six foot two two twenty something like that. He's not a small guy. He's not like a like you're not gonna throw like a Tariq Cohen. You know, who is more of a receiver and he, he's explosive running back, but he's like five six. He's not that. I, I really, man, I think he's going to be something. If he gets the right spot, I think he needs to go to the right spot with the right coach who can use him like he should be used. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's not that's not easy to, you know, to necessarily work out. But if it, I think it can. I. But the thing is, what position is he going to be in fantasy next year? That's where the interesting part is. If, he, if he's listed as a receiver as well, that's where his his uh, value jumps and he becomes and he's, if he's still getting running back, you know, he's getting carries. This is where it becomes really interesting. So, yeah, that's very true. And I'll be I'll be very interested depending on where he gets drafted. I, I think that he will be a very sneaky dynasty pick. Um, and I'll have to, and if he gets in drafted in the perfect situation, maybe he actually will show up on my, put him on your bench kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's a fun one to find out what happens to, but I'm telling you, this might be the most interesting draft we've seen in, in a very long time, not only because of the whole COVID-19 and we haven't really, we really don't have our finger on the pulse, but this is just stocked full of guys that really can make an impact. So I, I mean, Mix and match, man. I, I think this one is going to be and even better for when it does get to fantasy and you're drafting, even if it's dynasty or not, there's going to be so many wide receivers mm-hmm. that aren't guaranteed a spot, right? That like they're going to have, you're going to be getting pushed by these rookies or whatever it may be that I think that the depth is going to be in every position. So you have to hit on the big guys like early on in the draft, and then you can take a lot of chances, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, like in our in our dynasty, I have picks number one and five. I feel really good about that. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I don't know if this is the best. I mean, this is a good year to have that because you can't. But you can't you screw it up. So it's almost yeah, like I would. You know, it doesn't matter. I feel like I get two really good guys. But Antonio Gibson, man, he's gonna be. Uh, well, I, think that, well, I had to get his name out there. That's here's it. here's a question right right yep. now in your mind. You have the number one pick in dynasty. Who would it be? You don't know who was on anyone's team, but you just pick the most talented individual you know a lot of times people like to pick receivers in dynasty but i mean me personally i need a running back so i would probably just go jonathan taylor and i think i would even if i needed more of a receiver i've just been burned by receivers early and so i don't like it so um i'd probably go jonathan taylor at this point that's more i'm leaning yeah i think i would i'd be right there with you right now just you know sight unseen as far as what teams pick up who i I think he's the most talented guy in the draft at the moment why you know I'm going to lean there. My my thought is there. I'll go Taylor there. And then because I have the fifth pick, 
and I know our draft and I know Dobbins and I know Swift are going to go in that top five. Right. Yeah. Um, and so my, my thought is it goes, I, I pick there's Dobbins, there's Swift, there's Judy. And then I pick, I get CD lamb or I get, you know, somebody like that. I get CD lamb or rugs or, you know, whoever is the best right. out there. Probably CD lamb. So yeah, one, prob- one running back, get, one wide receiver. I feel like I get so here my situation. I either get John, I get Jonathan Taylor and CD Lamb, or I get Jonathan Taylor in a run in in either Swift or Dobbins. That's honestly what's going to happen. Yeah, it's pretty good. The only way I don't get CD Lamb is if because he goes higher and Judy goes higher and one of the other running backs falls to me. I, I love that. So that's gonna be fun. We'll have some good dynasty draft talk too. We'll have to do some of that after this. You know, after this draft, this upcoming week, it's going to be interesting. So there's at least some sports to watch. Yeah, so, thank God. Yes, <laughs> people are watching, you know, <laughs> like Madden games online right now just to like watch anything. Man, I sat I sat for two hours and watched the Michael Jordan documentary. The okay, other day, so yeah, I watched that too. That was really good. That was yeah, really was. fun to watch. That's a that's a good show. I'll be I'll be on the couch watching it this Sunday at nine and well for parts three and four. So. <laughs> it's gonna be good stuff all right that'll do it for this week next week we'll be back we'll talk about the nfl draft we'll talk about where these guys went and maybe our opinions change on them we'll find out next week and i'm gonna be most interested where antonio gibson goes so that'll do it talk to you guys next time <laughs>